Hey. Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. The president of APAS, the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, hosted the Prime Minister of Canada at his farm near Gray, southeast of Regina, yesterday morning. Todd Lewis says the Prime Minister wanted to tour a modern prairie grain farm. We had a setup that uh, he was interested in seeing, you know, his uh, advanced team and so on, said he re- really wanted to see, you know, the how a modern farm operates and, uh, you know, how agriculture rubber on the dirt kind of thing. So we uh, had the sprayer set up and the booms out and so on, and, and then uh, took him through the air drill as well. And, of course, it's uh, hooked up this time of year anyway, and uh, we even got one of the combines out and had a header on the front of it. And uh, so he saw kind of from start to finish a little bit. And, and uh, you know, we only had 45 minutes to an hour to uh, – well, it was 45 minutes originally. It did strike even a little bit longer than an hour, but no, it worked out uh, real well and hope we had an influence on him and he got kind of a general idea, you know, at least a, a, a beginning lesson on uh, how things work. What's your reaction to his visit? Oh, I mean, it's a great opportunity to visit rural Saskatchewan. You know, I think he he uh, made reference in his uh, comments at the Rink and Gray about, you know, he really got canolas on his radar when... Uh, you know, really started thinking lots about canola when he was uh, negotiating the trade deal with China. So uh, here he's sitting, uh, you know, negotiating a high-level meeting and talking about how important the canola trade is and it's uh, everybody in the world wants and it's the best oil going and all those kind of things. So he's certainly from the top down and and uh, so good on him for maybe, interest, you know, showing some interest on, on uh, how it gets up to that level and so on. So, you know, it's a good opportunity and uh, I hope we, he left with some thoughts about how agriculture works. At the Rink and Gray, he fielded a bunch of questions. One was on the carbon tax. What's your reaction to his comments about the carbon tax? Oh, I think it's, uh, you know, nothing new there with their position. You know, I, I uh, you know, certainly with APAS and so on, we've come out, you know, that we're not in favor of a, of a straight-out tax. That would be detrimental to agriculture and, and you know, in its present form and so on and uh, big trade issues and everything else if we're, our competitors aren't paying into that, that system. So I think certainly the carbon policy, I tried to impress upon them that intuitively we're, uh, you know, when you burn fuel, you burn money. You're not just producing you know producing extra carbon that you know it's uh so we're we're always trying to be more efficient a lot of the things we're doing we've been on the on like saving carbon for years if it's direct seeding or uh, you know the uh shutoffs and so on and sectional shutoffs and you know on sprayers and air drills and and uh, a lot of the technology that's all been created and and developed in saskatchewan and, and exported around the world so it's, uh, you know, I think carbon, we're part of the solution here with uh, agriculture, not the problem. So we just need recognition for it. The Prime Minister also talked about U.S. President Donald Trump and NAFTA and trade issues. What's your takeaway from what he said about that? Well, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a delicate spot. And you just have to look what happened this week. We were, you know, supposedly 24 hours away from a total cancellation of, of NAFTA. But when you look at what, uh, if it's just a negotiating ploy or, you know, it's a, it's a touchy subject. And I mean, uh, glad that, you know, between the province and the federal government and there's a level of cooperation there that seems to be uh, taking place. And I mean, we need all hands on deck and, and certainly in Saskatchewan, when virtually all our agricultural product is, uh, is export somewhere in the world that, uh, and in the States is a, is a big piece of that. And, you know, we export to Mexico as well. So I think it's, you know, it's important that, you know, the trade file, it uh, looks like it's going to be in a state of flux maybe for 
the next three or four years. And, you know, I think as long as I think we can at least feel that it's being watched closely and certainly agriculture is being recognized as a, as a big part of the economy. So the trade for it has to be protected as well. It's not every day the Prime Minister comes calling to your farm. Tell me about efforts to spruce up the place, clean up your farm for the Prime Minister's visit. Well, I don't know. The, the shop probably won't have to be cleaned for a few years now. We got There were some things moved out of there that maybe should have been quite some time ago. But no, it's very good. My brother Rod, he lives in the yard where we hosted the Prime Minister yesterday and, and the original family homestead and so on. So it was it was great having a chance to clean things up. And like I say, you know, put the politics aside, it was about you know, trying to influence the, the Prime Minister and, uh, you know, one of the, the big influencers really on the world stage and so on. And, and you know, agriculture is important in this province and, and hopefully he left thinking, you know, realizing how important it is for Canada as well. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS and hosted a visit from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday at his farm near Gray, southeast of Regina. Trudeau also made a stop at 620 CKRM Studios for an interview on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Farmers are preparing for spring seeding, and part of the plan involves weed control. Eric Johnson is a research assistant in the Department of Plant Sciences at the University of Saskatchewan. He says weeds are just starting to pop up. There's some uh, spring annuals like wild buckwheat uh, we've seen germinating, some cleavers germinating as well. But I think for this year, one of our big concerns would be winter annual weeds. And the main reason for that is that we had a, a pretty long fall out there that was quite wet. So there was conditions were optimum for winter annual germination and and establishment. A lot of times growers will apply some sort of herbicide in the fall to control their winter annuals. However, because of the weather and the late harvest, they didn't have time to do that. So I think the weed that are going to be predominant out there will be Winter annuals like uh, stinkweed, flixweed, uh, shepherd's purse is becoming more and more prevalent, narrow-leafed hawksbeard, perhaps dandelion, and overwintering cleavers. I think those would be the predominant weeds that uh, growers are going to want to try to get at fairly early in the season because I think once it warms up, those weeds will be uh, fairly uh, evident out there. Johnson says crops still left in the field present a challenge for weed control. It was looking good there for a few days where we got some nice warm weather and farmers were getting out in the field and starting to do some harvest but then uh, snow and, and rain has slowed it down again so my concern is that the harvest is that's still out there uh, and there's some growers that have substantial acres of crop out there and that's going to have to be their main concern uh, their main focus right now is getting that off so i'm expecting that by the time they get things done the weed growth could be pretty bad by then you know the weeds could be quite advanced and much uh, more difficult to control not only on those fields where they have crops out but you know on those fields that uh, have been harvested and perhaps they won't have time to get to so one thing they may consider if uh, the weather is uh, is at a point where they can't harvest that perhaps they should at least uh, look at trying to control some of those early spring growing weeds on the fields that have been harvested so if they have a morning there that they can go out and do some spraying just to keep the weed growth down uh, get good weed control and And if you get very heavy wheat growth, it can use up a lot of soil moisture very quickly as well. Johnson says there are studies on the advantages of spring chemical burn-off of weeds. Well, that's correct. I mean, 
before we adopted zero-till, uh, we typically had to do some sort of pre-seed cultivation, control weeds, or use a, an implement like a disker that would uh, also uh, basically bury all the weeds. So now that we've adopted zero-till, and the use of glyphosate has enabled us to do spring burn-offs. And so they're a really important component of uh, zero-till farming. Uh, you, you want to get those crops off to a very good uh, start, a very early weed control is beneficial in terms of preserving yield. And uh, it also helps uh, make your post-emergence application a little more timely um, in terms of the fact that uh, you don't have to uh, maybe go too early, and in some cases, uh, if you have some fairly uh, good burn-off, you can actually delay your in-crop uh, application a little bit. So it's pretty critical that farmers do a, a very timely pre-seed burn-off, and of course, uh, glyphosate is the predominant product that they're using. And now, the thing that we recommend, though, for growers is that the in all cases, they try to tank mix another mode of action with their glyphosate so that they can delay the potential for glyphosate-resistant weeds. Eric Johnson is a research assistant in the Department of Plant Sciences at the University of Saskatchewan. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for feed barley gained at $3 at 125.03. Canola fell 10 cents at 505.10. Oats went up 92 cents at 161.02. Number one red spring wheat gained 20 cents at 239.55. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 267.46. Flax 453.96. Yellow peas $321. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was up one cent at 5.41 a bushel. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. And now the latest livestock quotations. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 1,150 cattle on offer for this week. This market on these light cattle, actually all the cattle was stronger across the board. We are going to see a stronger two down the pipe here. We did see this. Feeder cattle board limit up Wednesday and Thursday. That's a good, big, huge jump for us. These good cows are bringing a dollar four to thirteen. Sales right up to a dollar nineteen twenty. We did have a big eighteen hundred and ninety pound big cow. She bring a dollar nineteen. She come from the Blue Hills of Avonlea of the Millers. That's twenty two hundred and forty nine bucks for a big cow. Big these feeder cows anywhere from a dollar nine to twenty nine right up to sales at a dollar forty plus on the right kind. Into the feeder cattle, these 494 weight steers here on Tuesday bring 242.75, and they weren't the fancy fancy kind either. 603 weight steers at 230 and a half. Nolan Eliolia out of the Macquarie country, he had a set of black steers 795. They bring 187 and a quarter. Looks like all these heifer calves on the light end are going to bring from 185 to 210. This is Grant Burnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 141 to 143 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,500 heads, selling in a range of 143 to 145 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, April 28th are Sig 3, 135.25, Sig 4, 149.57, Sig 5, 142.41. 
Cash 14090, Britco 13380, Thunder Creek 14336, and High Life is still unavailable. Ham's Marketing Cash Hog Price today was up $1.27 per CKG, while Ford contract prices opened higher this morning. Coming up, the farm weather.